Shit's out the gate. Shit's out the gate. Shit's out the gate. Shit's out the gate. Oh, Tim's not here. Tim's not here. Yes, yes. I always wait for Tim to, to jump in. Uh, we are out the gate, minus uh, Tim, for very good reasons. Great reasons. Um, very exciting for him. Tim's baby has been born. Beautiful. Oh, and so applause. Yeah. Um, uh, name, we won't reveal the name yet. We'll, that's that's Tim's um, doing. It wasn't Laquanda um, and all the other names that I chucked into the into the mix. I was a little bit upset about that. Um, but, of course, five, I have ten fingers, ten toes. Happy baby. Very happy baby. That's all you can you Healthy mum. Healthy, exactly. So yes, congratulations healthy. to him. It's massive. massive. It's huge. Um, I'm excited to chat to him actually about when we get a chance. Mm. If he was business end, I had a few people reach out who <laughs> listened to the podcast and they said, Jack, that was a genuine question. Yeah. Because I was being slightly silly, but it was a genuine question. You actually wanted to know. I wanted well. to know business end. Uh, and then my, my better half, Hannah, and I decided to discuss um, if push came to shove what, what I'd do mm. in that situation. I still don't know. Yeah. I still don't know. Um, but anyway, Barnsley, how are you? Yeah, really well, mate. Going very well. Good. Busy, busy, tired at the moment. Uh, but yeah, no, nah, chipping away, which is good. Getting it done. Yeah. Um, I walk into the uh, the Rad office slash the podcast studio slash storage room slash <laughs> brainstorming hub. Mm. You seem a little bit frustrated over there on your computer. What, what's happening? I've been on the wait list for or ticket tech loading screen for Fred again tickets since 9am this morning. It is currently 12.54. I finally get on. I couldn't find four tickets for the lads that I was going to go with. I found one and I was about to pull the trigger. And next thing I know, the web page comes up, session timed out. I reload the page and gone. Wasn't meant to be? No, you're right. And you trust the energy uh, of the world and, yeah, just wasn't meant to be. Are you a believer in things happen for a reason? Yeah, for sure. Well, you're not meant to go there then. Yeah, Trust exactly. it. Yeah. I'm um, going to keep hunting a ticket and if I can find out and shout out to our listeners, if you do have a spare Melbourne oh, ticket yeah. on Monday or Tuesday night, you <laughs> let me know. <laughs> We've got that much pull. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you want to give a freebie. Um, speaking of trusting the process, you are someone who, who gets shit done and it's something that I admire you um, for. You've been doing a couple of big runs, oh sorry, big, uh, big sp- gifts lately. Mm. Talk us through the last three or four weeks. You've had some back-to-backs. Yeah, absolutely, and it's it's been one of those ones where <coughs> um, been working obviously quite hard during the week with nutrition and training and everything else. And pro running is a complex storm of uh, races and events, and it's a weird sport. I was trying to discuss this in the office earlier this week with uh, Michaela, um, and it's one of those ones where you can put in all the effort in the world, but because it's handicapped and the way it's set up you might not necessarily be getting the results that you want, um, but that is the sport. And it was uh, a stark contrast to this time last year when I'd, I probably had five podiums to my name, a couple of wins. Um, this year I'm you know, struggling to make semi-finals and finals. I've had one final appearance um, for the entire season. So it's, it's, it's a weird mindset shift when you're going from competing at your best and you feel like you're winning and you're seeing uh reward for all your hard work to to where this season it's like you just rock up you run 
I've been taking a book, I've been taking my laptop and just chilling out in between races rather than thinking about it because my handicap's just not where it is at the moment. Um, body's tired. i got a weekend off this weekend, which is lovely. Um, but then Bendigo next weekend, which is a two-dayer, so Saturday, Sunday, and then still deciding if I run one more before Storm. What keeps you going back when, when you're not hitting those podiums or, or getting the result you want? I think it's the, uh, we've talked about this before, but I love delayed gratification. Um, so I love putting, I love the process and I know that what I do now will reward me later. And I know that what I do now this season is going to reward me in 12 months time or 24 months time, depending on how the sport plays out essentially. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm taking these as pennies in the bank, essentially. Yeah, still trying super, super hard and doing my best because I just can't not do that. Um, but I know that down the track, things will turn around and I will be rewarded again. Um, yeah, but I love that and you know I love that kind of thing. So, yeah, enjoying it. Just like you with your long runs that you're doing at the moment, you're just pennies in the bank for that time in June, July. Yeah, July and then uh, um, nothing huge coming out. Just taking a bit more sensible and, and mm. really just like I've said, the nutrition side of things just being really accountable with it. Um, How are you going with that? Yeah, good, good. I'm definitely um, fluctuating with like my calories on the days that I have put a big restriction on. 1,000 calories a day has been pretty hard. Um, I haven't put on any weight, which is really cool. Standing on the scales every week is something that I never would do. I was always so afraid of the scales because I've always been overweight. But when you have a healthy relationship with the scales and you go okay why am I doing this I want to run better that's my why I want to feel better and I just want to move better in general for life but it's like all right I don't feel the scale I fear the scales anymore I stand on it um I use your scales by the way you yeah. when your bathroom doors open Battery, I, batteries are flat by the way I jumped on them this morning and it's dead okay so. good 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 <laughs> I've been weighing myself on Sundays um and so the weekends I'm 2500 calories Monday to Thursday, I'm a thousand calories. I do struggle a little bit. I do find um, I need to keep the intake throughout the day. Um, so like bananas, uh, protein shakes, juices, um, and just trying to keep the bread to a minimum. It is hard. Like I had pizza on the weekend, but I didn't beat myself up. I was like, fuck it, I had pizza. All good. Sweet. Log the calories. Move on. Tell you what, a pizza and some wings is a lot of calories. <laughs> Delicious though, right? Oh, so delicious. And it's made me appreciate food a bit more, but it's made me um, appreciate my body and how it moves on the runs and, and then being sick for a week or so fucking ruined me. Um, but I just kind of moved on and just keep getting it done. I've got a run coming up, a 28K a trail run, which is really cool. Um, and I look at that and I go, all right, I'm going to try and stay in my zone two, being a bit more focused on that training um, for my run. And then I've got the Ballarat Marathon, which is, I just want to run a consistent marathon. Mm. Um, and then, of course, yeah, the big trail run in, in July, which is, is the big goal. But yeah, just having a different relationship with, with nutrition, I think, is good. Um, you were speaking um, about Michaela now. Funny that I saw her yesterday actually coming out of Big W. Mm. And I mentioned, I said, hey, great work on the videos because um, I'm, I'm loving the social media and, and we've talked about it before. It's all about, you know, getting it out there and I liked the video about um, the mindset or the mind of an athlete. Mm. How do you think like, and, and personally, cause we're just touching on your, um, 
turning up to gifts and not really hitting podiums and stuff. Like the mindset is is the first and foremost. It's everything, right? Because if you wake up and go, oh, I don't want to do this, well, you're probably not going to do it. Yeah. First thing in the morning, boom, where's your mind at to, to put you in that kind of pool? Yeah, I, I think I'm pretty lucky that I, I just like, I've always got big physical goals, I think, in life. So at the moment, like I know that at 4.15 a.m. my alarm goes off. I need to get myself up, have a coffee, have breakfast with my protein because I know that's going to set my training day up for the entire, yeah, 18 hours or whatever I am awake. Um, if I didn't have that set routine or if I was lacklustre in my morning, I don't think I'd be able to train as well. If you're not training as well, then, yeah, it's even more negative in terms of that actual, you know, I'm not improving, so therefore you're less likely to continue to do it. So I just think I, I'm... I'm able to manage all the small things really well that then benefit my training that keeps me feeling good in training, which yeah keeps me in a really positive attitude and mindset, um, which I think goes a long way for saying or st- staying sustainable in any sport or work or relationship. Like you've got to find those things that enable you to do it for a long time because you're getting those little wins throughout it, even though you're not getting the big wins as well. Coach is head on now. How do you take that from your experience what you are to young 18 year old 17 year old kind of you know footy player netball player etc how do you i don't know maybe teach that or pass on that ideology mm, i think i'll probably use my own examples from life a fair bit so i deep uh, you know if, a, if an athlete comes in and they're flat because they're either injured or they're not training very well or their their performances have dropped off i probably I utilise my own experiences because I've had a fair few now um, and share those stories and say, look, you know, yes, you might be injured right now, but in 24 months' time, you'll be back doing what you love and hopefully better than what you were doing it beforehand. Um, we were, we have testing at the moment in the gym and it's always uh, interesting watching, especially younger athletes, go through their performance tests and whether they have improved since last time or, or might not have improved. And it's about, number one's about educating them that why haven't they improved. It might be, you know, that they're, they've put on an extra five kilos of muscle so they're not as fast because you've got to move that weight, right? Um, or it might be because they've got a huge training load, a performance load, so they're not jumping as high as they were five months ago when they were a lot fresher. So it's about communicating that in a really well-thought-out way by taking that athlete's own... CSS. CSS. Uh, own uh, stories and emotional level where they're at um, into account before you obviously say something that you don't want to them to take the wrong way. Because mm, that that's what they might. Well, I don't know. I've never been through varsity, but you go through college or you know university. You're learning your skill to teach people to to better people's athletic endeavors. Do they touch on the uh, the mindset of an athlete? Yes and no. I think they they talk about it a lot more now than what they used to because we're aware of it and how the role that it actually plays now. I think when Radders and I were going through university, it feels like a long, long time ago, um, that they probably didn't do as much and they probably left it up to you to experience that firsthand. Or I know from studying only recently that, yeah, you there is more education about it. Um, but it's one of those things where I think to learn about it you need to be a part of it you need to have conversations with people that 
might not go right all the time. That might go quite poorly, but you learn from those mistakes and you learn to yeah communicate with that person individually rather than what you think is always right as well. Um, to to pull stuff out of your toolbox, what what's something that helps you? And I know we're all individuals, but what's something that kind of gets you going that you could pass on to, to someone or maybe someone listening who's trying to incorporate to be a little bit better in their day-to-day? That's a tough question. I always think big picture. Um, you need to have a goal. And I think if you don't have a goal, it's very easy to get swept up um, in the short-term stuff. So if you, is a little injury does pop up, if you have a bigger goal, you can take a step back and realise that, hey, look, yes, I'm injured now, but you know what? In, when I have a goal of winning the Olympic gold medal in four years, I can still see that's there. Um, and you surround yourself with good people. At the Rad Centre, you know, we are made up of um, athletes and rehabbers, essentially. The coaches here are so qualified that they're able to support anyone at any time throughout so many different scenarios where that support network is so important for keeping people up. Um, we touch on, like, obviously I missed a full 12 months of sport when I was 16, 17, my Rebels year, did my back playing cricket, missed 12 months of sport, felt isolated, alone, wasn't in a gym, was instructed not to, just didn't feel like anyone necessarily cared about me as an athlete, um, whereas what you know, Rudders and the team here have created is the opposite to that, that you come here and you're supported so that network's massive. If you don't have positive people in your life or good mentors who are there to pick you up, it makes things very tough. Yeah, and then it becomes a, a toxic environment kind of everywhere you are. And, and um, something that's been resonating with me is you can't change a toxic environment. You have to remove yourself from the environment. Um, and it is easier said than done because everyone's got to pay their way and, and keep above uh, the water. But, um, yeah, the mind definitely plays a big part on, on everything we do, whether it be uh, training for, for a run or uh, just whatever, just day-to-day life of, of everyday shit. Yeah. Now it's interesting. You, you were mentioning before that you're crook. You're also going through that, like, uh, feeling of toxicity around you as well. Definitely. Whilst you were also crook. So there are two major things that were playing on you. How would you handle that? Um, I think I just kind of took it back to the basics. I, I, I thought about my why and everything that I have now is everything I dreamed about. Everything I've ticked, all the goals I've done to date is everything I ever said I wanted to do. So I'm just like, you know what, Jack, good on you. Like, pat yourself on the back. Okay, you've got here. You've done what you've said you wanted to do. What's next? Don't don't just dwell and fester on, on what I don't. What can I change? Mm. Okay, I can look for other opportunities. I can um, listen to... to more positive people and it is hard it is hard when you can be in an environment especially in a workplace um i know i've touched on it before and they don't fucking listen <laughs> fuck them um a bunch of mopey entitled whinges and i love a good whinge it's fun but you have your whinge on to the next let's go move on like you know you dwell move on but when you're in that environment as as a an empath that i am and how I connect with people, I, I feel it a lot harder and, and it hurts. So just going back to the basics, step by step, all right, what can I achieve? What have I achieved? What do I want to achieve? Mm. And I just focus on those things and I tick boxes. You know, like I, I know I tick boxes. I say I'm going to do something. Sure, it might take me a little bit and I divert and shit, <laughs> but it was like the weed. Mm. I, was a, I was addicted to smoking dope. 
and to go, I don't, I don't want to do that anymore. Bro, that's that's huge. Massive. And I know it's inspired some of my very close friends who are like, you know what? I don't smoke weed anymore. And I'm like, man, it just fills my heart. Mm. And that's something that I ticked, I've done. I look back on it and go, whoa, what's next? Um, so just, yeah, just keep keeping on track with that. Um, some cool things in the pipeline. Yeah. Um, which is really positive for me. To um, be revealed at a later date. Definitely, definitely. Um, yeah, it'd be nice to share and, and just yeah, keep growing, I suppose. Mm, yeah, you know how we do. Um, it'd be exciting. We'll have to touch base with Welshy. Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, we, we have something exciting, haven't we? We've got a housemate moving in with us. We do. Yeah, yeah we do. Shout out Georgia. Yep. Um, never met you. Don't know if you listen to the podcast. She's going to have to now. You have it's to. It's played on repeat at home. So. <laughs> <laughs> All 45 listens are actually just us. Yeah. <laughs> and then the rest of our parents. <laughs> Yeah, awesome. Well, uh, thank you for sharing, of course, as always. And um, yeah, no Tim for a little bit because um, yeah, he's he's full time father duties at the he moment. He's busy, um, which is a beautiful thing and, and a great th- that you, the team picks up that. Um, make him do some spreadsheets or something. Yeah, he loves that stuff. He'll be doing that for meditation back home anyway. <laughs> mm, spreadsheet <laughs> loves it. All right, awesome. Thanks, Welsh. Uh, I was about to call you Welshy. Thanks, Welshie. <laughs> Thanks, Welshie. <laughs> Thanks, Welshie. <laughs> Thanks, bro. Shuts out the gate. Shuts out the gate. Shuts out the gate.